0: Welcome back to the conclusion of Pastor Tim's message, Ready or Not, Here I Come, from Luke chapter 17, verses 20 through 37. Every generation since the Apostle Paul has believed that the rapture of the church and the second coming of Christ would occur in their lifetimes, and we do too. In fact, we find it difficult to believe that he would or could linger much longer. Yet, in mercy and in grace, He tarries, but the day is coming when he will wait no longer. Here's Pastor Tim.
1: A day of misbehaving. Let me give you number four, number five. Unbelievers will be mismanaged. In other words, they will mismanage their priorities, just like Lot's wife turning around because of the affection that she felt for the place that she was leaving. Listen to what the Bible says in verse number 31. In that day, he who is on the housetop and his goods are in the house, let him not come down to take them away. And likewise, the one who is in the field, let him not turn back. Remember Lot's wife Whoever seeks to save his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life will preserve it. Where are your priorities? Jesus is talking about a group of people whose priority is their stuff. You see it in a house that is aflame. The initial reaction is to get out. The initial reaction is to make sure that your family is out. But how many times have people gone back into a burning house to gather stuff? You say, yeah, Tim, but I mean, pictures can't be replaced. Is the picture worth it? It may be worth a thousand words, but I'm not sure that it's worth burning to death over. He said, Don't go back. Why? Because no matter how good the goods are, it's nothing in comparison to what God has for you. You believe. You believe. You've asked Jesus, to Come to your heart, probably. Stop going back. Don't let your life be defined by the one thing that He delivered you from. Stop going back. Remember Lot's wife? By the way, do you remember Lot's wife? The Bible says that when she turned back, she turned into a pillar of salt the picture that's on your screens when the notes come up when you go there today that's called lots wife is it i don't know i mean i don't i don't know but i do know this when god says don't do something don't do it there are always consequences some of them are sudden but all of them are severe don't let the fact that God has been merciful to you and not called you on the carpet for what you've done for year after year after decade after decade to say that God has forgotten and he's not going to do anything about this. Why hadn't Jesus come back yet? I mean, why, why not come back? before all of the tragedies. Why not come back before 9-11? Why not? Because the Bible says, he is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness. What does that mean? It means that some people are saying, Jesus ain't come back yet, he ain't never coming back. He's slack concerning his promise. He's not says that he is unwilling that any should perish. And that's why he lingers. Because of some of you. Because of your friends. Because of your family members. The Father holds him back. Waiting on the day when you will say yes to him. Waiting on the day when you will repent of your sins and you will place your faith and you're trusting Christ alone for eternal life. But the God who waits, waits not for forever. Don't mismanage your priorities. Go back to the cross and go there now. make sure that you know that you know whose you are. There's one more characteristic that I see in these passages about the unbelievers at the time of Jesus' return. Unbelievers will be missed. And I don't mean missed in the sense that you know, Jesus forgot some of them. I mean, they're going to miss out. They miss out. They suffer the destruction that is coming. They suffer the tribulation period that is about to ensue. All because they were not right with Him when He came. Look, if you will, in verse number 34. I tell you that in that night, there will be two in one bed. The one will be taken and the other will be left. Two will be grinding together at the mill. The one will be taken and the other left. Two will be in the field. The one taken and the other left. In that moment, there's no time to go back and say, I meant to. There's no time to go back and say, I should have. There's no time to go back and say, I want to now. In just a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, everything changes. Can you imagine for those that are left behind, how awful that day will be? Somewhere in the skies above us, will be a Christian pilot flying a jumbo jet full of people. Somewhere on our roadways, there'll be Christians behind the wheel, in a bed, in the closest places of intimacy where I feel like I know that person the best. It's my best friend. Don't know how in the world I go through life without them. And in a twinkling of an eye, I'm without them. I'm at work. Maybe I work at the meal grinding house. But no matter where I work, Suddenly, my co-worker is not there anymore. Whether I'm on the inside or whether I'm on the outside, it doesn't matter. There'll be people that are disappearing in a moment. And in that moment, chaos breaks loose. What's going to be the story The story on the news that night is not going to be, (laughs) they tried to tell us. That's not the headline. The headline is not Jesus' return. Then what is the headline? Mystery, for sure. Alien abduction will be one of those headlines. A viral phenomenon. That will likely be one of the headlines. But when everything is said and done, some will be taken and some will have missed out. I don't want that to be you. On the Sunday after rapture day, I hope this building's empty. I know that there'll be people that are banging on the doors wanting to get in because they'll want to get into a church. It happens that way anytime there's great tragedy. But none of us who have keys will be here to unlock the door. I don't want there to be anybody in the sound booth, I don't want there to be anybody carrying the cameras. When we go, let's all go. Yeah. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. You see, for those that are left behind, Christ's coming is a day of destruction. But for those of us who were taken, Christ's coming is a time of deliverance. Of deliverance. I said we'd go back to verse number 24. Let's go back there right now. Verse number 24, the Bible says, For as the lightning that flashes out of one part under heaven shines to the other part under heaven, so also the Son of Man will be in His day. Like lightning, number one, it will be swift. Swift. The Bible says in the twinkling of an eye, That's shorter than the blink of an eye. And a blinks pretty quick, isn't it? The twinkling of an eye. Jesus has returned and His church is gone. It's a time of deliverance. Deliverance from all of those things that we've talked about up to this point. Deliverance from all of those things that we read about concerning the tribulation. Paul writes to the Thessalonian church and says, When Jesus comes back, He comes back to deliver you from the wrath that is to come. It is swift. Secondly, it is sure. You see in verse number 24, the terms will be. It will be. Not might be. Not hope to be. Not a fairy tale that the church has built. But will be. It will be swift. It will be sure. And it will be seen. Like lightning that flashes from one part of the sky all the way across to the other. It's completely comprehensive. And it's seen. You ever see lightning like that? On a late summer evening? There's not any rain. There's not any thunder. It's just the most incredible flash of lightning. And you think in your head, I wish I'd had a camera. Wish I could have caught it. Couldn't catch it. It's swift. It's sure. It's going to be seen. Remember those angels that Jesus says, when He he arose, His ascension? He said, men and brethren, why are you standing here looking up into heaven with your jaws all slack? (laughs) Why are you looking up there that way? This same Jesus who went up, is coming back. The same Jesus. They saw Him go up. We're going to get to see Him come back. Let me give you one more. It's not really in your text, even though I think the caution and the, and the, the quickness with which Jesus tells this to these people, I think you can make the conclusion that it is here as well that His coming will be soon. Soon. There's no more prophecy left to be fulfilled. There's nothing left on God's calendar of eschatology. Nothing. There's nothing that we're waiting on. The only thing He's waiting on is for men and women and boys and girls to come to faith in Christ. That's all. The gospel has now been preached around the world, and there remains no more excuses. You're not trying one, are you? I mean, right there in your seat right now, you're not trying an excuse with the Lord, are you? Give up the excuse, come to Jesus. And be saved. Let me ask you to bow your head and close your eyes with me. Jesus. I pray first of all for those that are in this very room. People that we count as friends. People that we count as family, really. We don't want even one to miss out. So, I'm asking your Holy Spirit to work in their hearts and their spirit. Draw them to yourself. If you would do that today, we would rejoice. Father, in these moments, I pray that your Holy Spirit, in the life of every believer in this room and those that are watching, would do his work of assurance. Paul said that the Holy Spirit is our guarantee, our down payment, that these things are true. Would you allow us to know it? To know it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Stand with me where you are. If you need to come today, I sure want to tell you more about this. If you need to come and pray about something or you need to plant your life in our church or there's something else that's going on you just want somebody to pray with you about, I can do that. Or the person that's sitting right there with you can. They can come. You can come to the altar. There's still some of these cards that are left up here. You want to come pray over these cards? Whatever you need to do, this is the time to do it. Don't put it off. Sean.
0: Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is churchoffice at BritDavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Britt David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Brit David Podcast.